Welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. Yes, sir. We're back. We're back. G-Man's got them flows that's replenishing. And grams of that dro, that's my medicine. I've never been uh, afraid of other MCs because I diminish them. Mortal Kombat say to mine, nigga, because I finish them. I'm a creep so deep like a heartbeat, like a bench player. Man, you never want to start me. Not hardly do you ever scar me. Still, I smoke blunts like I was with Bob Marley. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. H-Cubed up in this bitch. Yes, sir. We back with another episode, another quarantine edition of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. And we come to you this week with a couple good album reviews that we've been holding for a couple weeks now. And this week, on this episode, I should say, is Most Deaf Black on Both Sides. This was one of the, the classic albums that I chose to review on, on my end. And I, I'm, I'm impressed, man. You know, I, we were talking before the show about how you being interested in me choosing this album. Mm-hmm. And to make a long story short, I heard Mathematics on RZA and Premiere Battle and a couple other videos. And I was like, yo, let me let me listen to that because Mathematics is hard. So I was like, let me, let me check that joint out. So here we are. Man. Honestly, most people, when they listen to anything or if they know a song by Most Def, it's more than likely Mathematics. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I feel pretty basic now. It's, I mean, I mean, it's it's a DJ Premier beat. Number one, it's 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 a huge DJ that did the song. But number two, it's probably it might be his most famous song. I would think it's Miss Fat Booty. Well, I uh, I don't know. I guess yeah, Miss Miss Fat Booty is the most commercial for sure. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So this but is like a. I think this one might be his most famous, as in like the actual like hip hop community, not so much as like everyone else right. in the world but like if you're a hip-hopper you, you're most okay. likely going to know this mainly off the strength of it being a dj premiere beat yeah yeah and and again not not to say that most that doesn't kill it but the, the fucking premiere beat is fucking fire but we'll get to that though. yes sir all right so yeah no this album is one of the joints that i used to mess with the most got back into this one honestly in my college days i wasn't into it in high school i think it came out yeah this came out in 98 i think like I, feel, 98. I feel like i feel like as a young nigga right this is kind of like i don't want to say some shit you don't want to hear mm-hmm. but you might just not really fully be able to grasp it because a lot of what he talks about in this album is i feel like a lot more like mature ideas that a young nigga probably wouldn't relate to or just gravitate towards. You know that, what I mean? That's very true because there's a lot there's a lot of deepness and a lot of messaging in this album. And a lot of the messaging sometimes is packed in the songs where you can just kind of ride the beat and you're just jamming with it and you're not necessarily paying attention to the words. And then you stop and you're like, well, wait a minute, what did he just say? And you run it back and you're like, oh, shit. Like, he just yeah. really, like... He just really says some deep shit, or he just like said some thought provoking shit, or like, damn, I never, th- I never looked at it that way, like type shit. Like, you know? for, yeah, like for example, I don't want to dive into the album, but like one of the songs on here, uh, "Rock and Roll," mm-hmm. that's like a really interesting. Like at first, off first glance, listening to, it, I was like, cause I kind of just had it in the background playing, and I heard the second half of the song play. Yeah, him just going crazy over like a a really improvised rock and roll like little drum joint. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and I went back and listened to the beginning of the song. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, nah, he's, he's, he's really dope in that regard. And, and this is, you know, we were talking about that. Like, this is one of those albums that first go around. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying you're not going to like it, but I feel like to really get a grasp of it, you're going to need a couple spins on this joint just because of, I guess, the depths that, you know, most depth goes in on this album. For sure. Like, Moses, uh, he was always in that 
I guess what you would call the backpacker mode, yeah, yeah. Uh, the original yeah. version of that, which would have been like him, Talib Kweli, Common, uh, honestly, early Kanye, like when Kanye first yeah. came out, they were all right. part of the backpackers, the the thought provoker rappers, the uh, the new school of rappers that people were just now getting into because they like they could all rap. They're all actually vicious at rapping, but it mm. was just the content in which they usually rapped about was not something that most people were paying attention to. But right, um, right, right. No, and it it really does kind of take um I don't want to say a type but it's like it's like a vibe it's like a vibe that you either you either really mess with or that you really don't fuck with at all uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to these artists some yeah, people no, love them and will love them over anything else in the world and some people are like oh they're cool but you know I still rock with my shit over here yeah like it's cool but it's not for me I've heard a lot of people say that exactly where like like they'll appreciate I guess because most Def is a vicious rapper. You know, like, they'll appreciate his raps and his bars and everything, but I guess a lot of people will be like, oh, you know, it's just not for me. Yeah. But I don't know. I think if you're a fan of hip-hop, you, you have to appreciate this album. Because, uh, honestly, the one of the best things about this, uh, I mean, there's great, so many great things about this album, but, like, for me, the constant vicious thing about this album is lyricism. Oh, yeah. Like, the oh, lyricism sure. just through and through every fucking track, whether the tracks are slow, whether the tracks are fast, whatever. If it's, you know, it just, it works. He, he has, he has it when it comes to lyricism. And that's yeah. one of my favorite things about this album. Nah, no doubt. And, um, even like a lot of like the, you know, more popular, popish, mainstreamish songs, I guess. Uh-huh. Even those songs have dope imagery in it, dope storytelling. With, you know, Miss Fat Booty, dope story, like very oh, yeah. visual and everything. So yeah, he, he he definitely didn't take a far off in his album um, at all. All right, well, you want to go ahead and jump into this joint? Yeah, let's do it, man. So y'all already know how we do this. <clears throat> we're going to review the album. We're going to say what we like. We're going to say what we didn't like. We're going to give y'all a, top, uh, a final score at the end of it. And I guess with this one, since it's a, a older album, we're going to talk about rather it's, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, if it holds up. Yeah, holds up over time. There you go. Okay. So y'all already know how we do this, but we're gonna dive right in. Let's let's talk about the first song, which is Fear Not of Man, which is kind of like an intro, kind of, and in the second half, he kinda, you know, raps a little bit, slashes sings or whatever. Yeah. I think it was a really a really good intro and fucking most deaf he pretty much called exactly what happened to hip hop right here. And, and mind you, this album was from nineteen ninety nine. Uh-huh. Where he says you know, what's up with hip hop? Well, however we live in, that's what's going on with hip hop. If niggas is, is drugged out, hip hop's going to be drugged out, which is exactly what's happening. Uh-huh. Niggas is killing each other, then there's going to be killing the music. And that's and just that's exactly what's going on. Going on. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that that was a really, really, and again, I, I know it's not like super groundbreaking, I guess, but it's just, it was real interesting that, you know, I guess to start off the album like that. Yeah, true. It's always funny when you, go back and you hear like this stuff that people said and and how much of it actually rings true to the future mm-hmm. that we now live in and i'm not saying it's like that for a lot of people but like you said most definitely hit it on the head or i should say yasin bay because that's yeah, what yeah. he goes by now now this yeah, jo- but the first track is dope i love the beat first of all the beat oh, yeah. it sets the tone and it sets yeah. it well now the the intro part of it him just talking and stuff like that it's like it's cool. I've always thought it was a little long. No, it, it, it's like a minute and a half of him talking. Yeah, and then like him him rapping comes in. But yeah, yeah, you're right. But he he spits some good stuff. I don't think he starts. Yeah, he says he doesn't start rapping until two minutes and fifty three seconds. 
Mm-hmm. So, yep. but the short verse is viciously dope. There's a really good message and really good motivational themes almost like all the way through this track. So mm-hmm. I really mess with it. I think it was a really good way to open this album, and it it also shows all of his talents. So like it shows a little bit of him singing. It shows him rapping. So you know like it, it gives you a good idea of what you're in for for this album. Yeah, so, no, nah, no doubt. And, and I think it also gives you a good idea if you've never listened to most Def like a dive into his head and how he thinks about shit uh-huh. and it kind of lets you like you said it, it lets you know what you're in for for the next you know hour and some change that this album, that this oh, yeah. album is. so i think again really dope intro track really well done and i feel like it fits perfectly into the next track which is number two uh hip-hop uh-huh. and again to start off really 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 dope dope fucking beat dog like i feel like this is typical essential 99 New York rap beat right here. Uh-huh. And it was just, it's hard, dog. It's hard. But, um, oh, and, and, and most Def kills it too. So it is really dope, man. Really dope song. Now, hip hop is dope. Like you said, the beat is fantastic. Excellent song. And I love any time that a song in hip hop doesn't have a chorus but uses scratching as the chorus mm, yeah yep that's yep. so dope for me i love that and again especially you, when the beat is fire yes and like you said that is just so 90s new york hip-hop i mean nas did that on albums jay did that on albums big did it on albums like all of the greats and I, you know, he brooklyn born so you know all of the greats have done vicious ass songs where the sam- it's either been like a sample of them saying something yeah. along with scratching because pun did that too or just yeah. the scratching so like i just think that's like it's it, in those i just think that that makes the song so much better because you oh, don't yeah, have to no. waste time on the chorus it, especially when like you know i feel like a lot of uh i guess mcs if you will like really care about lyricism and shit I'm not saying all the time, but a lot of the time, I feel like they put a lot of their focus on their verses and not so much on their hooks. Uh-huh. And I feel like taking some songs off in regards to the hook and letting, you know, your your producer or your engineer, uh, you know, do the scratches or the sampling in the, in the hook. I uh-huh. feel like that's all right. I yeah. feel like that kind of, um, it, you know, you're playing to your, to your strong suit at that point, you know, and I, and I don't mind it at all. I don't mind it at all. Exactly. I think more people need to do it. I would love to see, like, now that I know that these little niggas can actually rap, I'd love to see Uzi Vert do some shit like that. <laughs> just oh. kill the verse and just let a jump scratch viciously and just, you know, let a nigga do his job for, like, 10 bars while he does the, what will be the chorus, and then you just yeah. go in again. That's a fact. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. But, yeah, dope dope intro to the song. Uh, or, I'm sorry, dope's... Uh, First actual song of the, of the album. Mm-hmm. And yeah, dope song. All right. I'm going to go right down to number three, Love. This is a vicious, dope song. And it like it really does make you think. Of course, it is a love song, obviously, because the name of it is Love. And it's about being in love and stuff that happens when people are in love. But it's like, I feel like it's just a really interesting take on a love song because it's not quite quite a love song like one of the first joints he says you know my daddy said him and my mom were in love when they made me mm-hmm. and you gotta think about like when have you ever heard a rapper start a verse like that you know what i'm saying like that's a you know, that's a real dope like, place to start i feel like you know rappers that they, they don't like to show that they're vulnerable and obviously love is like a super vulnerable thing like you kind of have to open yourself up to feel love so i feel like this is definitely uh like you said it, it isn't something that typically rappers talk about in, in the music very true. But, but 
but definitely a dope song. Um, like you said, talks about the different kinds of love, person, and his love for for rap, uh-huh. and music, and everything else. So I just think it's a really dope, like you said, song. It's definitely a love song, but like you said, it, it's a kind of like a hip hop love song. I don't want, I don't mean to sound corny or anything, but that's kind of what it is. Mm-hmm. But you got to yeah. love the fact that you have a nice little kind of driving beat, but at the same time, it's so chill. Oh, like, it's chill as fuck. The beat it's is mad driving, but the, the, the samples used for the rest of the beat are just so chill, like the piano and all that other stuff. Like, it's just so smooth and clean. It's such a this. This is like one of those albums that you can like put on in the background, even at like as an adult party, like you having like an adult dinner party or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You can yeah. have this on in the background. And people are either going to vibe with the words or they're just going to vibe with the music. Yeah. Either way, it's going to be good to just, you know, you can play any of these joints in a background like that. Like, Oh, for sure. For sure. And, and damn near all the beats are fucking dope on this, on this album. First of all. Facts. You know what I mean? So I agree. Um, but let's go on to number four, which is uh, Miss Fat Booty. You know, we talked about it. One of the more popular songs. Uh-huh. I had, You know what's funny? This is one of them songs that, like, I hadn't actually listened to as an adult, I guess. I would hear it, I guess. When I was younger, like I knew the hook, the hook, the little sample mm-hmm. that they use for a hook. Yeah. I feel like it's one of the most recognizable hip hop beats or whatever. Like I've heard that joint so many times <laughs> and I never knew, I, I never heard the song, the actual song. Oh, but, damn. um, really dope, really dope song. You know, we were talking about the storytelling in it. You know, it's about him meeting a girl, him, her fronting on him at first and then him catching up with her and finding out that she's actually a fucking stripper at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So. I think and how she changed really, when she changed up how when she saw what he really was uh-huh yeah yeah so i i just i just thought it was a really like at first i again it's it's a constant thing with this album where at first if you kind of just had a song playing in the background you might like not really be you know taking in exactly what he's saying but after i heard it a couple times i was like yo the, the imagery the descriptions that I, I seen the whole thing happen you know mm-hmm. But really dope song, really dope song. Honestly, Most is a hell of a storyteller, and even if it's not a directly story song like Miss Fat Booty is, I mean, he's literally just telling, the, breaking down a story the whole time. Mm-hmm. He has some songs on here where he just starts rapping, and then the second verse, all of a sudden, he's telling a story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so it's just the hit. I just feel like he's one of those one of those rappers where, like, majority of the time, especially on albums, you're going to hear some type of a story, or it's going to be a breakdown of something, or you know, mm-hmm. a reading of some kind. You know, like it's. It's always going to be on point. That's one of my favorite things about fucking Mos Def is that nah, I can't sure. think of many things that I don't like by him. And the things that I really don't mess with that hard, I still fucking love. So, Yeah, no, nah, for sure. I agree. I agree. So, super dumb song, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's All right, I'm going to go down to number six, Do It Now, featuring Busta Rhymes. Now, in mm-hmm. the late 90s, huge, huge Busta Rhymes fan over here. We've already done his album review, yeah, and yeah, y'all know how yeah. I feel about that. But this song is dope because it was like listening to Jada Kiss and Styles P and Sheik go back and forth mm-hmm. while they were rapping. Like they each did a part, they each did a verse, and then they went back and forth on the chorus. And then the last verse was them going back and forth as well. And the yeah. fact that like most gives you a lot of energy on tracks, like that's just how he raps. Busta gives you unbridled energy on a track. <laughs> so just to have two dudes on a track just giving every ounce of energy they had it. Like honestly, like the first time I was listening to this joint and um most deaf said, I Dios mio, we the two hottest Negroes in Los Estados Unidos. Like, I lost my <laughs> shit. I was like, no, he didn't. And he get yo, and he's talking about I'm standing up like Don Cheeto shouting power to the people. I was like, yes. Yep. What? This man is he so vicious. He fucking killed it. He fucking killed it. 
And obviously, we know Busta Rhymes killed it. Of course. Uh, really, really dope all around. And super, super dope song. One thing I really, no what I noticed about this is I feel like this beat was a little different from a lot of the other songs. It was kind of like a little more, I don't want to say like mainstreamy, but I feel like it was different. It, it, it sounded more like a Busta Rhymes beat than a Most Death beat, if that makes sense. It did. You are correct at that. I never thought about that before, but like. But, but it's different. It's, it's, yeah. it's definitely different from a lot of. of uh, what's on his album because i feel like buster rhymes uses a lot of like i don't want to say timberland beats but just like different i don't know i feel like they're not normal yes they're not normal. unorthodox very unorthodox beats and i feel like this is one of those beats mm -hmm. well shit i uh, should i'll never forget the time that he came out with that damn song and it had the was it fired up and it used the beat from the t old 80s tv show night rider yo that joint was dope i'm gonna have to show you that because i can look in your yeah, eyes I, and I tell you that. yeah that joint is vicious in fact before i forget i'm gonna text it to you <laughs> I guess I'll just start talking about the next one. Go ahead. Uh, number seven, uh, which is Got. And I feel like this is another really dope kind of like storytelling type of joint where most Dev just talks about niggas getting, getting got pretty much in the hood and in different scenarios where niggas get got. And I feel like this is a really, really dope song, man. Uh, the storytelling, the hook, everything about it. Everything about it is really dope. The beat is dope. So, I, you know, it's a dope song. Yeah, no, like the, there's, Got has a really interesting beat on it. I've always thought that this track was pretty good, but it's not one of my favorite ones on on the record. Um, it's got a really simple, catchy chorus, which helps it out a lot. But it, it does have like um, it does make you think uh, because the topics on the track are way deeper than it initially comes across, like you were saying. So like, it's just like again, it's one of those things that you have to hear this song like a good three or four times before you probably catch everything that he's really trying to get across. Yeah, and I, I feel like the the hook was really interesting about this song is that like. Most of the song, he, he kind of has like this really low, kind of like somber voice throughout his verses. Mm -hmm. And then once the hook comes, it's kind of like, I don't want to say comedic, but it's like, don't get me. Yeah, don't, don't get me. Like don't get me. He kind of like making fun of these niggas. I, I, at least that's how I take it. It's like, yo, you're putting yourself in these positions and now you're out here telling people don't get me. So yeah. I feel like it's kind of like a, it's kind of like poking fun at niggas who do that shit. So I thought that was really dope. And yeah, super dope song. I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to number eight, Umi said. As much as I hate to admit it, this is one of my favorite songs on the track. But I, I just just listening to the song is very relaxing. It's almost hypnotizing. You could put this joint on repeat like three or four times and just like pass out to it. Like Hell yeah. <laughs> it's just a really relaxing song and it's like God forbid you taking a bowhead or something. I swear. But uh, what do you call it? Like, I remember him being interviewed back in the day, and everybody was like, well, what's Umi? Who's Umi? And he's like, oh, Umi's like my grandmother. So he's saying, this is what his grandmother told him. Shine your light on the world. Shine your light for the world to see. So it's actually right. a quite motivational song. It's almost like, she said this to me, so I'm saying it to you. Right. Yeah, no. It's, again, and, and this is one of those songs that we were talking earlier, how I felt like um, this album and I know that this album came out way before the J. Cole song. For anybody who might think that I'm getting this mixed up, but this album, or particularly this song, another another song, reminded me a lot of of what J. Cole does, what what he's done recently with with his you know singing slash harmonizing thing. And this is this is definitely one of those songs. Um, I think the the beat, the instrumental, I guess if you want to call it, is really dope. Again, different. And just it kind of just fits the whole singing uh, thing of it, and it's a very like you said hypnotic, kind of like just spacey kind of vibe to it. And I think it was really dope. I think it was really dope. In this 
No, I really agree with you. And um, like I said, this is um, y'all know I'm not a big fan of of rappers singing, but like we said before, he he stays in his lane and does a really good job of the little bit of harmonizing that he does. Just singing the chorus and making everything sound good. There's no auto tune, so you know I'm always going to give it respect to someone who is out here singing without the auto tune. And I feel like he kind of like knows how to sing, if that makes any sense. Like in the sense of like how he like I feel like it's one thing to know how to rap, but to know how to sing in pocket and not like fuck up the uh, the cadence, I guess. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a talent that he has, and yeah. you have to have as a good singer. And I feel like to have both. That from, as a rapper and as a singer, uh-huh. I just feel like you know it, it says a lot about his artistry. And one thing I never really thought about until you said it again before we were talking, uh, before we started the episode, is that most has a really soulful singing voice. Mm-hmm, yeah, hell just yeah, a really really soulful singing voice. And I never really thought about it, but then I then I'm sitting back when you after you said it, and I'm like, all right, so who else are rappers that sing and blah blah blah? Okay, Ja Rule, Fifty Cent, Drake. Blah, blah 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 yeah not all these niggas can really sing when they're singing on their little choruses and stuff like this and and this man is out here giving you like beyonce vibes at the end of the song just singing singing trails and shit and then is just you know harmonizing with himself and doing three round harmonies and shit like that on with three rounds means someone starts then goes and then someone else starts a few seconds later and then someone else starts a few seconds later so it sounds like a, an echo type shit yeah um, yeah so he's he's he did a great job on this song and like I I have nothing negative to say about the singing aspect of this song. It's it's probably actually makes this song more effective with its the topic of the song. Yeah, yeah. Probably you more. Know, of all a, I was thinking, all I was thinking when I was listening to this is, I dare this nigga try hate on this song. I dare him to. I dare him to hate on any of the singing in this album, dog. Not a problem. I know what I mean. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but let's go on. Let's go on to number ten okay. for me, rock and roll. All right. And you know, we, we were talking about this a little earlier. How this is one of those songs that, through first listen, you know, just having it on in the background, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" When I heard the uh, the super change up from like a you know a hip hop type of joint or like a more slower type of joint to super fast, you know, drums and shit. Yeah. And and I feel like. Now, I don't know. I could be wrong. Obviously, I don't know what the artist meant, but I just feel like it was kind of like poking fun of at rock, at, at least at white people's rock. Well, you know what I mean? There's always been this I, thing I when it came. Yeah, no, there's always been this thing that basically white people stole rock music from black people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So mm-hmm. it's basically just one more person pointing out, you know, Elvis ain't got no soul. <laughs> <laughs> But no, they Yo, say they say that Elvis stole the shit from like Lil Richard and all of them. Yeah, and you know, yeah, same thing with um. I guess he was he was talking about um. What is that band? Rolling Stones. Yeah, Rolling he Stone said the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Stone. He said something about Limp Biscuit and Corn. I was like, damn, he really went in on them now. <laughs> nah, he, hey, you know it's funny. Like there was a couple bands I was like, we didn't have to pick on Corn, bro. You didn't have to pick on <laughs> Limp Biscuit. Okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah, Limp Biscuit completely verified. But like, I always wonder why he says something about corn. But I mean, the dude does rap, so yeah, no, true shit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, you're right. But um, yeah, I just thought this was super interesting in, in how he laid out the song, and this is super creative uh, concept for me. Yeah, for sure. Right, I'm gonna go to one of my absolute favorite songs on the album, number thirteen, Brooklyn. The beat is mad chill, 
and it's another story track. Uh, and there's a xylophone that they use in the sample that, like, to me, it makes the song. Like, if it didn't have that little xylophone sound in, in the sample when they use it, like, I don't think that this song would hit as hard as it is. Maybe it's just me. But uh, I also love the beat change that happens halfway through the song. The second beat, mm-hmm. to me, is the best beat out of the three. Oh, facts. It's vicious. Like, the second beat is the best one. He kills both of them viciously, but the second beat was the better of the two beats for that track. Yeah. And, yeah, now, like, again, more more lyrical venom all over this motherfucker. Like, it's... I, I fucking love this song. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. And if you guys don't already know, it's all about Brooklyn, all about where he's from, and just a super dope song. Like you just said, the, the beat switch up was really dope to me. And... and I didn't notice, I didn't realize that I guess rappers have been doing beat changes for a really long time now. I thought it was kind of like a newer thing where like just a straight, immediate beat change in the middle of a song. But it has to make sense or it has to work. Uh-huh. I feel like in this joint, it definitely worked. Like, oh, yeah. That second beat, that joint is hard. Like the sample and everything about it is just, is just super dope. And then he changed, he actually changes it up one more time at the end of the song. Um, yeah, for like a few, like a couple seconds, something like that. What, what, what beat is that? That's a, um, that's an actual beat for a song, right? Oh yeah, that's a, um, uh, thundering across the concrete. It's a biggie beat. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Who shot you? Separate the weak from the off. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was like, who the fuck? Yep. I don't know why I could Yeah, but, um, yeah, that, that was, that was really dope at the end too. I feel like, even though I could have done, cause I think that, that last part was only like maybe like 30 seconds, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, I feel like it was, it was a dope. No, it was, it was a vicious way to end it. Cause of course it was a beat that you knew. So you were already like, yeah. Oh shit. So it was like, yeah, it just yeah. adds to it. It's like, it's, it's, I feel like everything in this album is done for a reason. Like nothing is not done and for Biggie is from Brooklyn. So facts. There you, go. facts. you know, maybe all these beats are from previous. That would be vicious. We gotta look into that. that maybe the dope. second beat. It's from like a, a, you know, I guess an older or, or, or another rapper who passed was from Brooklyn. I don't know, but we got we got to look into that. But I guess I'll just go on to the to the next song, to yeah. my next song, uh-huh. which is number twelve, which is Climb, featuring Vanilla Mo- Mojica, I believe, how you pronounce it. Yeah, I think so. Um, another one of the uh, the singing songs, harmonizing joint or whatever. And I, I thought this one was really dope. I, it starts off really slow. Him and I guess Vanilla just kind of like both harmonizing or singing over the joint, and then it goes into him kind of singing slash rapping. And I I thought it was really smooth. I thought I think it's a really dope song, and uh, yeah, really really dope song. Actually, you know what? I like this song, but again, it's it's one of my lesser liked songs on this album. But because because sometimes I feel like there's a little too much going on. Like there's like two or three different beats going on while he's rapping at the same time. Just right, off right, the clutter right. thing, which, but again, it's, I like the song. Like, the song is dope as fuck. It's just that the beat just kind of grades on me a little bit. And that's and that's one of the, guess, like, the, the harshest thing I have to say, like, about the album. No, I feel you. I feel you. And again, I, I, I really like the singing on this, on this joint. Oh, yeah. More, no, the, more fucking rapping, but, uh, overall, I, I like the song. They kind of harmonize a little bit too. So I was, like, actually really impressed. I was like, okay, y'all were doing your thing on here. Nah, definitely, definitely. All right, now going back to Brooklyn, just because we were at, we really were talking about this, the samples, uh, the first sample is "What Are You Doing the Rest of Your Life" by Milt Jackson, which I've never heard. And we see Milt Jar- Milt Jackson was an American jazz vibraphonist. Oh, so I guess that might have been an actual beat produced for him. I guess. Yeah, 
And then the second one was called We Live in Brooklyn, Baby by Roy Ayers, who was a singer from back in the day. as a jazz composer. Oh, that, but that's singer. probably just the, the voice, though. We live in Brooklyn, baby. Not- True, probably. But then, the, of course, like the last one, of course, sampled by Biggie, by Biggie, who shot you. Oh, uh, okay. I would think that they would put whoever produced that, the Biggie Beats, uh, sample for that. But I guess... I guess when you sample a rap song, or I guess if you use the beat of a of another rap song, it's considered sampling that song. I guess. Yeah, pretty much. I'm gonna go with Mr. Nigga, no, number fifteen. We were both talking about our 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 reverence for this track earlier. It's a yeah. very '90s sounding beat, <laughs> off jump. No, nah, it is. It definitely is. But it's like it's just about basically about problems that black people have. And I mean, it's just like shit that we are revisiting today. You can be a rich nigga or you can be a poor nigga. You still going to be Mr. Nigga. Like, <laughs> like, this is kind of like the uh, it kind of um, like that Jay-Z joint on 444. Yeah, you're right. I can't. Uh, the story of OJ. Yep. And uh, yeah, again, I think it's a really, really dope song. Pretty much what you said, you know, problems that black people go through going up elevators Neighbors thinking, I hope this motherfucker ain't moving right next to me, uh-huh. and you know, at, all kinds of bullshit. Getting looked at sideways when you were in first class seating on planes and shit. Yeah. Talking about nah, do you belong was, here? Yeah, nah, hey, dog. Or or or, or uh, do you work here? When he was talking about uh, <laughs> somebody shopping at, at the Armani store. Yeah. <laughs> nah, this is a really dope song, creative, and and I feel like his examples. He didn't run out of examples or use the same ones. Of, and, I, and I think they were all really creative and just, it made sense in the song. And uh-huh. It was dope. It was a really dope song. And again, he put it in story format. Like he managed to take all of these problems and straight put it in a story format so you could literally see what's going on. Like he said when he was in the, the plane situation, the stewardess asked him, was he supposed to be in first class? And then he verified a seat and blah, blah, blah. And then he said like 10 minutes later, she came back and was like, oh, my God, my son's a big fan. Can I have an autograph? I don't mean to I don't mean to interrupt you, but was that not Q-Tip verse? Was it? Probably. But either way, just thought I thought out that Q-Tip is also in this joint. And I feel like he killed his verse. Uh-huh. Without a doubt. Both of them did. And yeah. I, I yeah, you're right. My bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, nah, really, really dope song. I think both of them, and you know, they actually have a very similar uh, rapping voice. So it's, it is kind of they do a, him and Talib Kweli to a certain extent because mm-hmm. they kind of sounded similar in uh, in Number Eleven. Know that? Yeah, they really um, do. But nonetheless, yeah, Mr. Nigga is a really dope song. And again, another one of those like I guess concept songs, if you will, on this joint. And I, I just thought it was really dope, really well executed, and one hundred percent not corny because I feel like you can make something like this and have it be kind of corny in a sense. Yeah. But this one was was fire. This one was fire. I share all the way. Facts. So for the next song, I'm gonna go to number sixteen, which is what got me into this album in, in the first place, which is mathematics. Uh-huh. I don't gotta say nothing more than DJ Premier, <laughs> Most Deaf, and whatever the fuck that does sound. Hey, dog. That beat is so fucking hard. I don't even know what the fuck Premier was doing with that joint. But nonetheless, uh, Mos Def killed the joint all the way through. Yep. And it's just, this is again another one of, uh, the songs that Premier used scratches. And I think it's, I don't, actually, I don't know if it's Mos Def that he, he threw it, he sampled his voice in there on, on the, on the hook. No, but, he sampled, I know he sampled Fat Joe. Oh, is it Fat Joe? Yeah, he's the one that goes, it's simple mathematics. Cause that's from, yeah, that's from one of his songs from his first or second album. Oh shit, I would um, never guess that was Fat Joe. 
Yeah, because it's from a verse. It was a, it's uh, it's simple mathematics. Better run for cover. I think that's the verse right there. Because because Joey Joey Crack plus Gat equals a lot of dead motherfuckers. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a dope. <laughs> that is a dope ass line. <laughs> Joey Crack with the Gat equals a lot of dead motherfuckers. Yes, sir. <laughs> And I'm saying to the point right there. Honestly, we'll we'll have to. You know what? On my next joint, I might pick an old Fat Joe album to do because old All Fat right, Joe is actually real dope. I believe it. I believe it. I definitely believe. It. But yeah, man, mathematics really dope song. It's classic. I, classic. You know, I honestly didn't know that this is one of, I guess, the more well known songs from most of that. But it makes sense it being a premiere beat. So uh-huh. I, I, I did that for sure. For sure. Now, just to round it out, I want to talk about May December. Because this is the last song on the album, number 17. But it's really, it's a very, it's probably the most interesting way we've heard someone end an album so far. And it's so that it's not an outro. And it's not really a song. It's pretty much just a three minute instrumental. Yeah. And, um, this, this was definitely, uh, I don't know if you remember the, uh, the Earl Sweatshirt album that we did. Mm hmm months ago oh, he right. kind of ended it the same you're way right you're it, right it wasn't as long as this one but yeah yeah, yeah no, it wasn't. but no this 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 was interesting um and maybe it's made to december i don't know may, i'm sure that means something and it maybe it being the full length of it i don't know maybe that's the vibe it gave off i don't know but yeah maybe. it was definitely interesting but it was really dope and honestly it was dope enough that i would love to hear him rap on it that uh that um dun, 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 whatever the sound is i can't really do it that well myself but uh, yeah, um yeah, yeah. whatever that the, the the beat that they have on there is just really fucking dope and i just feel like a sick verse on it would just murder everything yeah yeah no definitely and, or, or even for him to do like like a little harmonizing uh singing mm-hmm. slash spoken word that he does that would be dope to hear it on it but true i'm not mad i'm not mad at um if an instrumental is dope, I'm not mad at an instrumental being in the, in the album just playing out. If it if it kind of fits the album, yeah. if it's like a random joint that doesn't do nothing with nothing, then yeah, it's just stupid. This joint definitely, I feel like it fit the vibe of the whole thing. Oh yeah, facts. I feel like you needed a, a chill way to go out. I guess. Yeah. Uh, with, for sure. With that vibe, he just want to give you that cool out vibe, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. a cooling down after a workout and shit. Yeah, no, that, that's kind of what it. That's kind of what it felt like, especially it being right after mathematics. Yeah, facts. I feel like it, it's, it's the perfect, perfect way to, to kind of calm down the whole album. Like True. All right, so what are your overall thoughts on this album? Look, man, all I'm gonna say is this: if you want to give this album a chance, please give it two or three, just because it's one of those albums that the, the more you listen to it, the better it gets. And that's not to say that the first time you listen to it, you won't like it. But I do feel like the more you listen to it, the more you get a grasp of, of things like. Like, like, I'm almost positive, because this is what happened to me, right? Like, I gravitated towards, like, a lot of, like, the more mainstreamish songs, like Miss Fat Booty or Do It Now, which got Busta Rhymes on it. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Mathematics. But the more I listened to the album, I was able to get into more, like, deeper cuts of it. Rock and Roll is one of them. New World Water, which we didn't really talk about, but uh, another dope song. And Brooklyn as well. But um, I, I just I just thought it was really fucking dope, man. The, the definition of fucking hip-hop to me. You know, like when I think hip hop is definitely this shit right here. So yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, as far as should I get my review now or, or my grade now? Uh, if you want to, yeah, go ahead. Uh, fuck it. All right. So I'm gonna just go out, man, and give this joint an eight and a half out of ten. 
maybe a nine. Okay. You know, I'm gonna go with a nine. I'm gonna go with a nine. Okay. I'm gonna go with a nine out of ten. Um, there's not really too many skippable joints on here, dog. I was I was going through the joint as I was reviewing it, and I, I don't think there's any songs that I, you know, if I'm listening to this, that I'm a, that I'm gonna skip. I think it's a really dope all around tra- uh, album. The features are are really dope. There's no throwaway feature on here, and uh, I think I think he did a hell of a job on it. Okay, well, I uh, again, I still love this album. I always will love this album. I've been obsessed with it for years now. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that um, I don't. I don't really think that there should be any songs taken out of here. Even the ones that I I'm not that big on, they still serve mm-hmm. a purpose in the flow of this album. So, yeah, like, sure. it would be to me, it would be an affront to the album to suggest that anything be taken off. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, I, get it. I love the fact that this man takes stories uh, I, I tell stories I love the beats on this album The whole album is a vibe the, Like you said the features are all vicious No one comes in with a half ass feature Everyone enhances whatever song that they're on um, yep. And again Most deaf singing is not bad I have to give it to him So I'm with yeah, you I give it a straight 9 out of 10 yes, I, That might be one of the yeah, we, We've agreed on, on, on a rating before right? I'm oh yeah sure. for sure For sure but yeah, and I, I agree. I agree all the way. Um, don't sleep on this. Yo, he's like the woke, more like, I guess, hip-hop Drake to me. Again, with, with more soul. The nigga got more soul than Drake. I'm telling you. Facts. Listen to, to Umi Says and Climb, and you will see that this man has more soul on his pinky than, than Drake has in his whole body. I'm <laughs> sorry. And I like Drake, but I'm just saying. <laughs> all right, so how do you think that this album holds up over time? Look, man, that's the one thing that I will say that there's almost like a timestamp on this album, just because a lot of the beats, not all of them, but a lot of a lot of what's on here is relatively old sounding just because of, you know, the transition that hip hop has went through. Um, but there also is a couple like, the you know, the slower joints of him singing that doesn't really sound too old. So I, I do feel like some songs might hold up over time. But I feel like the majority of it might be something that you kind of have to be looking for this to, to enjoy if you don't already enjoy it. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. So right. I would say, I would say no and yes more than yes and no because I feel like it's more so no than yes. That okay. There are a lot of songs in here where I feel like you can just look at it and you can hear it. Just as soon as you hear it, you're like, okay, this is an old ass beat, an old ass hip hop beat. Some yeah. of, but there's, I think that there's enough on here that could pass that. That is, um, that I think it could still be relevant. And uh, it's definitely relevant off of just the lyrical content itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, um, but I, I think that it does really hold up well over time. Um, again, a lot of that has to do with the lyrical content, but it's also, he just happened to pick really good beats on this thing. There's not too many just old ass sounding beats. Like I'll say the one that him and Buster Rhymes are on, that joint sounds old. It do. It sounds, it sounds, like what was kind of popping around like 2001, 2002-ish, kind mm-hmm. of like that area. Exactly. But yeah, no, I, th- I think that this joint actually does hold up well over time. And like I said, especially lyrically, like it just, it's that strong. Yeah, I agree. I agree all the way. All right, well, that's it for the album review today. Uh, thank everybody for listening. You know we always appreciate y'all rocking with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get out of here, y'all know we love to try and bring you an album review at the end of every episode. So, sir, is there one that you've got for the people out here today? Look, man, y'all know we team future over here. And I'm going to just say this. Today is the five-year anniversary of a classic. Yes, I said it. Check out my Instagram because I said it on there, too. <laughs> of a classic 
No Skips, Dirty Sprite 2 by the man, the myth, the legend, Future Hendrix. Hey. Goddamn, I'm telling you, I promise you, this is a modern day classic. Just because this was when fucking Future was at the top of his shit about 2015, 2016, shortly before him and Drake released What a Time to Be Alive. And I feel like you can't deny that at that point, Future was at the top of his game. And a lot of these songs show that to me. Like, this is this is my favorite Future project, I can honestly say. Or at least one of them. Definitely top three Future projects. And I think it's really dope. Stick Talk, uh, Where You At With Drake, uh, Thought It Was A Drought, Trap Niggas. It list goes on. And I think it's a really dope album all the way through. So definitely check that out. Even though I'm sure you guys already have because it's a pretty popular album. But for whatever reason you haven't, definitely check it out. I'm not sure if I've actually heard Dirty Sprite 2. What? I don't think I have. Cause I didn't get into him until I started really messing with you. So it was just like it was. It was that was after Dirty Sprite too. I know that. So so the misogyny wasn't in your life back then. Not completely. I mean, I had all the misogyny you can get from hip hop back in the day. I just yeah, nah, didn't have, I didn't have Future's brand of it. <laughs> nah, that's a fact. That's a fact. All right, I'm gonna definitely check that out. Cause I mean, I do rock with Future now. Like I don't, I don't, I don't despise him anymore. Like I used to. All right, so. there you go. There you go. There you go. All right, well, my album suggestion today is I'm going to take it on down to Virginia Beach. Uh, we're going to rock with the Clips with their last album together till the casket drops. This album is actually really effing dope. Uh, it was right before right before Malice, uh, now known as No Malice, decided to retire from music. So you still get you still get the Coke Boy talk from him on this joint, but it's probably the last time you'll ever hear anything. Probably the most popular songs on there are popular demand Popeyes featuring Cameron and Pharrell uh that joint was hot for a minute and also uh, kind of like a big deal featuring Kanye West but I mean there's other songs on there like I'm good with Pharrell there was a murder is probably my favorite song on there because it's like <laughs> the whole chorus just peeps the whole thing out he's like no um everything is see and everything I know don't nobody want to tell about the nigga that got shot down the street a week ago <laughs> everybody saw it but ain't nobody talking <laughs> cause niggas die out here for snitching they die for snitching oh yeah <laughs> this sounds like the most diabolical harmonical sounding song I've ever heard in my life yo it's so vicious but i mean yeah, no I the, the whole album is dope i suggested to anyone um like uh i wouldn't say probably champion and life change both just dope ass fucking songs and it's like life change is almost like inspirational it's the last song on the album so like everybody just like give it a ch give it a try if you like the, if you like push t if you like the clips you're definitely gonna like till the casket drops by the clips yeah no, I, I agree i agree man <laughs> all right uh well that's it for the show today again thank you everybody for checking us out uh y'all know y'all can find us for your listening pleasure on soundcloud google play itunes speaker stitcher iHeartMedia, and spotify you can also find us on social media on instagram and twitter at hq podcast and like i tell you every episode spell it out spell it out if you spell it oh you T. Let me stop. <laughs> and I forgot where I was going, but thank you all for rocking with us. Oh yeah, you can find us on Facebook by searching out uh, Hip Hop Heads Podcast in the search bar. And I want to say real quick, we didn't have one hell of an influx of listeners from the continent of Africa, the motherland, 
and I love it. So I want to give shots out to South Africa, Nigeria, Ghana, Senegal, Zambia, Kenya, Togo, Angola, the United Republic of Tanzania, Mozambique, Uganda, Morocco, Egypt, uh, Sudan, Cameroon, all of y'all that are that are rocking with us on the motherland, I really, really appreciate it. I mean, y'all have really like just shown up. It, it, I've noticed recently all through our stuff, just killing it, and we really, really appreciate it. We never really thought we'd have this much of a reach and <laughs> reach so many ah, people around the world. Yeah, so definitely, yeah, we definitely appreciate it, though, man. Yes, it's very, very humbling, and we definitely appreciate it. But from us here to everyone else around the world, we love you. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Stay safe. We love you. Peace. Peace and love.